hearing the music of Paris-based Guinean musician Mokoyate from his new album, Mokoya. I'm Banning Air. And I'm Mukwai Wabesi Olwe. Georges Collinet is off today, but we're here with you on another edition of Planet Afropop. Today, we're going to speak with a remarkable musician. Mokoyate is a griot, more properly a jolly, living in Paris. I think it's a jelly. Well, it's jelly if you're in Gambia, but he says jolly, so because it's a French-English thing, you know? Okay. Well, you might have heard of Mo on our recent radio program on Global Griots. Remember that? That's right. That program was produced by our colleague Lisa Feder in Paris. And at the time, Mo was about to drop his new album. But when we heard it, we just had to have a deeper conversation with him. Absolutely. It's such a rich, brilliant album. Yeah. And so Lisa put us in touch and we got into it for this edition of Planet Afropop. Mo is the quintessential 21st century global griot. He's collaborated with the cream of the crop in Guinean music, as well as bluesman Corey Harris, and musicians from all sorts of genres in Paris. Mo has made hard-driving electric albums, but this time, it's an intimate acoustic session, working in strings and horns and creating truly original sound. As you will hear, And at the end of our show today, we're going to update you with our plans for Camp Afropop, May 28th to the 31st in the Catskill Hills, north of New York City, with our special guest, Natu Kamara, also from Guinea. So here we go with Banning's conversation with the great Mo Kuyate. Mo Kuyate, welcome to Planet Afropop. Very nice to have you here. How are you today? I'm good. I'm very glad to be with you to talk about my new album. Yeah, it's a really beautiful album. I've been enjoying it a lot. Thank you. You were featured on the Afropop Worldwide program Global Griots, and uh, we got a little bit of your story, but I want to go back to the beginning. Tell me a little bit about your childhood, like where you grew up and what the family situation was like, how you became a musician when you were very young. Okay, I'm Mokuyate. I'm born in Guinea, Guinea, West Africa. The city is uh, Conakry, and then, you know, I'm descendant of a great line griot. Since young age, we, I started to play, my first instrument was the balafon. And then my grandfather was guitar player, and my dad and all my uncle, they play guitar. And when I was uh, 13 or 14, I started to play guitar, yeah. So, you know, when you come from the griot family, the Jolly family, you know, it's a duty. Very important to know where you come from, to know the history and to know how to play the instrument. Absolutely. So you grew up right in Conakry, in the big city. Yeah, I born there, I grew there. I visited Conakry in, in 1993. 1993, that was the year I started to play very well in guitar. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. well, we didn't meet then. I met all sorts of people, Momo Wandel Suma and wow. Seku Jabate, Diamond Fingers, lots of people. It was a great experience. It was a long time ago. All these people, I learned many things by grace of them. You know, Momo Wandel, I was so close with him, Seku Jabate, all 
they are master, the great musician of Guinea. Yeah, my oh, yeah, my oh, yeah, my oh. was a very interesting guy. He had a, just such a unique musical expression. I uh, was a big fan of his. But you're you're coming from a line of guitar players. Your father and grandfather played guitar. Yep. Did they also play traditional instruments, kora, ngoni, balafon? Yeah. Our family instrument is balafon. Balafon particularly, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we play balafon, we play ngoni. And some of my uncles, they play Cora. My dad, he played balafon and he played guitar too. You know, but I think I born in the modern time and the guitar was there too and I love to play guitar, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Did they practice Jelia, play at like ceremonies and weddings and that? You know, I'm familiar with the music like Bembea Jazz and those great groups. We're sort of taking the technique and the, and the musicality of Rio music and putting it on the stage, which is a very interesting sort of other side of griot music. But I'm wondering, did your family, did they also practice in the more traditional way at weddings and naming ceremonies and that? That's our, our duty, is bringing people together. The griot makes people understand one others. you know. We are historian, we are ambassador, we are teacher, and we are peacemaker, you know. And musicians all at once. Yeah, and the musician, all, all, all of that, you know. Yeah. In my family lineage, we have uh, this responsibility for many centuries, you know. So when you were young and you were learning, your father would be playing at those kind of gatherings, a gathering of a family or a community. Yeah. Not in a show, like on a stage, but in the traditional griot way, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, my dad, now he's uh, like... Uh, eight years wow but um, he was there to make all that function i told about on the community yes it's not just uh, like the troubadours you know i i lived in the mid 90s in bamako mm -hmm. i play guitar also and i was learning from jelimadi tunkara in the super rail band yeah and on the weekends we would be playing 
at the Buffet Hotel de la Gare for people to dance and playing, you know, a mixture of music. Yeah, yeah. But then during the week, he would be playing at a baptism for a baby or something like that. And it would be, you know, the women's ceremony in the street. Exactly. There were sort of two different sides to his musical life. Was it that way for your father, too? Yeah, and I do that too because, uh, you know, on my young age, some brothers and cousins, we have our young band to play on the mariage on the street. And also I have chance to meet the great musician like Amadou Sadio Jallo. He's gone now and he showed me how to play the Occident music like jazz, um, because at that time I was a great guitar player, the griot style. And then he told me, okay, now you know how to play that, but you have to learn other tools to, to know more than you know. And the first time he gave me the CD of George Benson. <laughs> and then he told me, go listen to that. You're going to find something. And say, okay, I tried to listen to this CD. It was tenderly. <laughs> I say, wow. I said, I, I call him. I said, I didn't understand nothing about that because it's, it's not for me, not melodic. Because we, we come from the blues, you know, our music, the blues is is there, but yeah, this is so jazz, <laughs> no melody, no something. He told me, he said, This is jazz. I said, Okay, and then I tried to know other style by grace of him, and we start to play at the hotel in Guinea at Conakry at the place to play some you know international music and but I was lucky because I coming from the Jali family and I kept that tradition too and all that was uh, my um, experience to make my music right now and who I am today Jelamati used to always say that he thought there was a real connection between Mande music and jazz because you have a set of songs that everybody knows, like, you know, Jarabi, Jaura, you know, Kaira, all these songs that everybody plays, but everybody plays them differently. And there's a lot of room for improvisation. And that, to him, made made a connection between jazz and Mande music. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, it was my way too, because uh, I was lucky to learn by Usman Kwiate. Usman Kwiate, the great guitar player of Salif Keita. Oh yes. I heard that CD from Salif Keita and him, Follow. Oh, such a great CD. That was 1996, and uh, that album where they play- Tekere. Tekere, the song, wow.
I listened to that, I said, wow, Usman Piotr is a great, great guitar player who tried to make that mix from Manigo music and jazz and other style, you know. Absolutely. Now, that's wonderful. So that's a fantastic education you had there. That's yeah, very nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was very Ricky. I'll say, man, Usman, Seko Bembea, these people are gods of the guitar. Incredible. All of them, yeah, they are master. <laughs> so later you met a very interesting American musician who's kind of known here as a revivalist of the blues, and that would be Corey Harris. How did that happen? Yeah, Corey, we met the first time in Guinea. He was there by U.S. Embassy in Guinea. They organized uh, some, how they call it, the meeting, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we meet there. He said, wow, how you play? You play the blues? I said, what? what what's the blues? <laughs> and that time I didn't. I said, but I play like that. My dad play like that. So maybe we, had, we got blues on our family. Start there, me and Corey, and it was a very great time. And then after two years, he invited me in USA. We we visited in place from Key West at um, Vermont. That's two very different places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I spent with three months to play the club and the jazz place and festival and uh, to to see the, the history place about the blues in Mississippi too. I can't forget that. So what year was that? Ah, the first time I met Corey, I think was 2004. In 2005, he came back with me in my village. We spent two weeks together. In 2006, he invited me uh, to USA. Wow, I'm sorry I missed it. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. I've spoken with Corey. He's a very interesting musician. Uh, he's my brother. The whole connection between jazz and blues and Monday music and other West African music is very interesting. And of course, it it has a lot to do with history of who the Africans were, who were brought to America and who created the seeds of American folk and pop music. And, you know, so when, when artists from those two different sides of the story come together in modern times, it's a very interesting encounter. So uh, I always love stories like that. For me, American traditional music like blues and West African music style, it's uh, so close, you know, there can be many things together, you know. All right. Well, so then a few years later, you moved to France. Why did you do that? How did that happen? In 2006, when I was came from USA, I have some friends in Paris and I visited them. And also with Corey, we play in France too. And that time I decided to stay in Paris. The beginning was not easy, but uh, <laughs> bad. <laughs> today I can say, yeah, I'm grateful. I'm happy, you know, because uh, people know me everywhere here. You know. After my first album, I, I was lucky to, to play in many different places, you know, in the festival, you know. Lisa told me that you had a big success with a song called Ton Va Pas, Don't Go Away. Make 
How did that happen and and how did that song change the opportunities you had that song helped me a lot because i don't know it was just a single i make because of the history front of me one of my friends he's a french guy and he he married the guinean girl but i was the in french they say parent godfather godfather yeah and, <laughs> and so i'm the godfather of the union but sometimes they have some problem the girl want to go one day the guy called me oh mo where are you my wife she want to leave me again she want to go i said what i said okay wait for me there i'm coming and i was there running to meet his wife to speak to her to say okay you should not do that t'en va pas ça va pas t'en va pas don't go away you were acting as a true griot isn't that what griots do in tradition exactly <laughs> mediate between problems and families and did it work did she stay with him today they are not together but uh, that time it worked then i make that song and the song was very successful every radio in france played that song until now in that song helped me a lot that's so interesting yeah until now the people they know me about moquiate t'en va pas ça va pas you know this uh <laughs> You had a special connection also with one of the great artists of Guinea, Mori Conte, the late. I had the pleasure of meeting and interviewing him a number of times. Tell me about your connection with Mori Conte. My connection with Mori Conte it was very short and intense, you know. It was uh, 2019 I put the band Guinea Music All Star. I make that band and uh, I would like to get him in this band to give a power of the Guinea music. I met him in his um, home. We talk about many things. He was ready to come in this band uh, to recording with us. And then he got something to go quickly in Guinea and is that time he dead. Yeah. So it was very sadness for me, you know, because uh, Mori was uh, the great great African Guinean artist, a giant, yeah. yes. to uh, Mokoya, the new album, uh, which is a very acoustic album. It's a very gentle album. It paces the kind of sweet, introspective side of Monday music, and it has a lot of beautiful instrumentation, strings and horns, and this a really lovely soundscape. Let's just start with the title, Humanity. That's what Mokoya means? Yeah, Mokoya means humanity, humanism. What was your idea? Yeah, that was uh, my point of view, you know, because where I came from, 
Mandingo in African culture, human is very important. Because, uh, you know, too much war in the world now. It's been a long time the, the different culture, they live together. For me, it's just remind people the solidarity and the tolerance is very important. When you are Jali, you're from Jali, you have to, to give that message in the world right now. Too much war again. <laughs> you can see the people is coming in Europe, in, or someone is going to the USA, some, you know. And they are human, you know. So humans have to help humans. Even the animals, they are more than us. We make many great things in the world, you know. Human make the plane, human make boats, human make the building, human make the computer. Why human cannot be the peace in his way in the love? <laughs> Why? song on the album, Conquele, it reminds me a little bit of a, a Salif Keita song. The way you sing is just so silky and gentle, and it's a really beautiful song. What's it saying? Conquele is like one voice. You know, all the songs of this album, they talk about something great. You know, we have to be together to help others. Udiba, 
Mm, such a beautiful song. Let me ask you about the song Tanu, the one you did with the French singer Gabby Hartman. Ah, <laughs> Tanu. Tanu is like uh, old man. I know in uh, Africa, even in USA, some people make the first marriage with the young girl, between the old man, you know. Yes, that's what that's about. Yeah. So I uh, decided to, to, deno- to, to denounce that because uh, it's not bon. You, you can't force somebody to love you. And, and it's my point of view to denounce, to, to, pour denouncer ça. Comment dire en anglais? Yeah, to denounce, you got it. That's the word. And good for you. Is there an element of a traditional song in there? There's something I recognized in yeah, the melody. Yeah, it's a um, traditional rhythm Guinea, but uh, the melody was uh, sung too by uh, Momo Wandel, but it's old song. It's traditional. <laughs> Our guest, Mo Kuyate, with Gabby Hartman and the song Tanun from his new CD, Mokoya. Mo, you have a, a number of love songs here. Um, t- tell me about Wodimbo. Wodimbo. You know, sometimes uh, when we are together and then just the small thing you can give me, like your smiling, your attention, you know, just that, that's Wodimbo. It's a real story. The, the guy, he was saying, okay, look how you, you're working. Look how you, you can cook. And just, I'm very glad to be with you because you can do all that. And mostly if I see your smile and your, your attention, it's enough for me. <laughs> Every little thing you do is magic, as Sting once said. Something like that. Wodimbo. Wodimbo. 
you that I play guitar and, uh, you know, learn from Jelly Madi, so I, I know some things about that style. And you just have some beautiful guitar playing on here. I, I love your introduction on the song Kafo. Ma fille, 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 ma fille
Afiye ma me bula ke, Afiye ma me bula ke, Sani bula ke, ma me bula ke. Kimotulugale, kiratu, imatu, inatake, mingelo vila. Morodo bije. Nakuiratu, nimatu, isaje, ositoke, ositosiwo. That's a really lovely song. What is it about? Kafo is like uh, you, you, you give some advice as some people that they, they don't want to hear it <laughs> because sometimes you're gonna say no, don't do that, don't do that. But he's not gonna listen. He just wanna do it. And when he's gonna do it, he, he, then he's gonna know. <laughs> That reminds me of a discussion I've had with a number of griot musicians about how, in the past, in the time of you know your ancestors, griots were not just praise singers. They were often people who delivered critical advice and you know said, "Hey, you're doing wrong," or even very stern warnings about people. Whereas in the modern times, it seems like. The way the finances of being a griot work is that it's in your interest to always be praising. I particularly heard this from young griots who became rappers, delivering more critical messages, and they said that they were bringing back the old spirit of griotism, jelia, which was also about criticism, not just praise. Exactly, the jelia has an important role, you know, not just for African, but for the whole world. It's not just to give the felicitation at somebody, you know. We give the advice. Sometimes we have to be with the chief and to denounce uh, the, some stuff uh, like female genital um, mutilation. Yes, female mutilation genital. All this stuff nonsense. We have to denounce that. Yes. Is that part of what's going on in that song, Kafo? Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes you give advice, and sometimes you have to say if somebody is wrong, <laughs> we have to tell you the truth. <laughs> Coming back to guitar playing, you have a beautiful instrumental guitar and chora feature, Constance. It's kind of a melancholy minor key, but the playing is just gorgeous. Tell me about that song and, and about the chora player that you're playing with. 
Yeah, this young Kora player is uh, the son, the last son of uh, Mbadi Kuyate. Mbadi Kuyate is a big master, the Kora player in Guinea, and his last son, Sefudi, play with me in this song, in this whole album. Yeah, he's a great, great Kora player, you know. Kuyate on guitar and Sefudi Kuyate on Kora. The song is Constance from Mokuyate's new album, Mokoya. And one more, Mia Bele with that beautiful Kokoriko refrain and the lovely strings. Talk about that. That's a very good question because uh, Mia Bele, I sing that song because uh, when I was young, I heard the great singer from Guinea, Basayo. He did in France in 1975. But I was thinking this song was from him, but no, it's just an old African song, but we don't know who made the composition. I try to know where this song is coming from. <laughs> so I would like to know who made this song, the original, you know. <laughs> and I make it to dedicate to, to Basajo, yeah, because he's uh, his master too. And then some young people, they don't know him, and he made just one album, and he didn't have a chance to listen to this album. He died before the album out. Mia bele, mia bele, mia bele ko, mia bele ko famunyame. Kokoriko, mia bele ko. So, Kokoriko is the sound that a rooster makes in the morning. What is the song saying, Mia Bele? That's what I'm talking. I don't know what they say. I don't know what it's about, what language. I don't know. I want to know. Even the language, I don't know. <laughs> Someone tell me maybe it's Ivory Coast or Cameroon or Benin. We don't know. Well, if anyone hearing this podcast has anything to uh, add to this conversation, please write to us at uh, info at afropop.org and we'll, uh, we'll pass it on to Mo.
What a beautiful guy. Such a range of talents. I can't wait to hear what he gets up to next. I can't wait to see him live on an American stage. Boy, uh, yeah, he's really something. So before we go, let us remind you about Camp Afropop. Three days of concerts, workshops, jam sessions, and more with Natu Kamara, Pedrito Martinez, Paquito Kumalo, Jake Blunt, Samba Mapangala, and Yakuba Sasoko, and of course, George Colline and the Afropop team will be there May 28th to 31st at the Full Moon Resort near Woodstock, New York. And don't forget to register early. It's going to be a Catskills music vacation experience like none other. And if you do register early, you'll get a 20% discount. Natu Kamara, one of the brilliant African musicians who's going to be joining us on the main stage, is in the studio with me right now and can tell you more about what she's going to be doing at Camp Afropop. Hi, Natu. Hi, Makoe. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to go and meet all these beautiful people. Camp Afropop is going to be awesome. We are going to have a good time. My band is going to deliver a beautiful, beautiful concert. And there are many other great artists that are coming. And I'll be delivering a workshop and we'll do some meet and greet and connection. And it's a beautiful place. I'm looking forward to it. I'm so excited. It's a good time to have a vacation. It's a good time to have this beautiful event and beautiful people all in one place. Thank you, Natu. And remember, a 20% discount if you follow Natu's advice and register by February 1st. Visit campafropop.org for full details. Planet Afropop is a production of World Music Productions. Support for Planet Afropop comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art. Our founder and executive producer is Sean Barlow. And our lead podcast producer is Banning Air. Our chief audio engineer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering for this edition by Banning Air at Lion Song Studio in Middletown, Connecticut. Our director of development and co-host for Planet Afropop is Makwai Wabesiolwe. I edit our website along with our director of new media, Savian Biggs. I'm Banning Air. And I'm Makwai Wabesiolwe. Until next time. Musiale fo. Gambe Sony. Masalam. <laughs> <laughs>